Hi, um, my name is Bridget, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And I thank you guys for inviting me to share my experience, strength, and hope with you tonight. So my story is really about you know getting a sponsor and following directions. You know, real simple, and um, while simple, not necessarily always easy to do. But uh, you know, it really I, the program really helped me get in touch more with my spiritual side. So I'll touch on that too as well. Um, I think I always was a compulsive overeater. Um, you know, I, I did what I could do to survive. I come from a, a, a family of what I call Ixonisms. Um, one of my earliest memories is going to the corner liquor store with my grandfather, and he'd buy his two six-packs of beer and buy me candy bars so I wouldn't tell on him what he was buying. And then he'd go home and hide the bottles. And, of course, he'd get drunk, and then my grandmother and mother would bribe me with candy to show him where the bottles were. So, and I'd rat out about half because I didn't want to like rat them out fully, you know. So I learned really early on uh, how to play both sides against the middle, and food as a reward was instilled very early on. Um, as a child, I always felt inadequate. I was very tall for my age. I was like a head taller than my peers. My mom was a model in Germany and kind of was trying to get me to go down that path, but I wasn't built that way. I wasn't cute, blonde, and petite. I was tall, clunky, and, you know, brunette, and, uh, you know, clumsy, because I just kept growing. And so, uh, you know, she enrolled me in all the pageants, the tap dancing, singing, modeling, and finishing classes, and I always got honorable mention. Uh, but I didn't really want to do them because I wasn't winning. You know, and that was, again, Probably, it, you know, it's like I wanted to do well and I kept having dreams of doing well, but not showing up to do the work. Uh, she took me to Weight Watchers when I was eight, and I was the youngest person to join. I remember having to get a doctor's note and just being totally embarrassed about the whole thing, you know. Here I'm eight years old and I'm having to go to a weight control program. And then just feeling, you know, again, feeling different than all my peers because I would take my lunch to school. Everybody else could buy lunch. You know, and it never seemed to be enough, and the food was not good. And, you know, so, and then buying all the, you know, the diet plan program, you know, the, the puffed chips and stuff, you know, nothing ever filled me up. And, you know, so, and that started a diet mentality in me. I mean, I've probably been on every diet known to man or woman <laughs> under the sun. And, you know, by I went back and calculated starting at eight years old to my top weight where of 382 pounds over, and I was, I'm 58 now and I started when I was eight, so that's 40 years. Up and down, I probably have gained and lost 1,000 pounds on Weight Watchers or diets, for, you know. And, you know, all that taught me was diets don't work and I can't eat what I want and still lose weight. Um, so, and that's something my sponsor's working on me with, with me to get me out of that diet mentality, because I'm not on a diet today. I, you know, I call it a food plan, but I eat the same thing every day. And to me, that's, it's a, it's freedom, because I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat. And I've gotten over feeling 
different where I can actually bring my food. My food is good. And most people comment and say, oh, that looks really good. And it's like, yeah, it is. And I enjoy eating my food. And I realize this is my food. And the stuff that's out there is not my food. So that's something that program has brought me is just a real freedom around, you know, the food. That even though it's not about the food. Going back to when I was a kid, I was alone, a latch key. I'd, you know, come home and eat. That was my comfort. My parents argued a lot, and I always thought it was my fault. They'd lock themselves in the bedroom so I wouldn't hear what was going on. And I cried, but, you know, again, it's, that was my fault. When I got divorced when I was 10, I had so much anger and resentment, and I just stuffed it down because I was the good little girl. I, was, I couldn't act out, but, you know... Feelings tend to manifest themselves in different ways. And it, for me, it ended up being weight. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. And every time I was confused over someone not liking me or a boy ignoring me, I, you know, I'd say something. My mom said, oh, you know, if you just lost some weight, they'd like you. That was her mentality. But I internalized that. And... You know, always just felt I was just inadequate. So maybe if I lost weight, you know, the world would be better. Spiritually, I was raised Catholic. It, it gave me a solid foundation of faith, but not a good understanding. I stopped going to church as soon as I was confirmed, partly out of rebellion and partly because I couldn't justify the dogma with what I thought God wanted. Um, my mom and dad divorced when I was 10, but my mom insisted I get confirmed because she made a promise to God. And I went, well, yeah, but you also promised to be married. And it's like, you know, so that was hypocrisy and rationalization in my mind. Um, and I held that against her for a very long time. And recently through program, I've been able to let that go and realize, you know, that's my anger and resentment. You know, she was doing the best she could. And uh, I learned to pray. I never walked away from God, even though I walked away from church. And I did have a lot of blessings in my life. But I always struggled with weight, and I always prayed to God to take it away. You know, coming in a program, you know, I talked about spirituality, and I got the spirituality, but I didn't get the connection right away. Uh, and I had a, friend, a fellow ask me, hey, you know, if you're so spiritual, you know, why do you have a problem with food? I mean, this is a spiritual program. And I said, well, here's the thing. I'd be sitting in church listening to, to the sermon and, you know, that dual, dual, duality thinking in the back of my mind going, hmm, where can I go to church after church to go eat? Or I want pancakes. You know, I was thinking that in the back of my mind at the same time praying, God, take this compulsion away from me. And realizing, you know, I had two masters. I couldn't be clear in my spirituality and connection with God as long as I was in the food. But I didn't get it. That I didn't understand it. Looking back, I get it now. That's where I was. As long as I was worshiping the food, I wasn't worshiping God. And I couldn't hear what God was asking me to do or focus on him. So when I was 17, I got myself into a situation where I was date raped. And I was so scared after that event, I stopped eating. And I walked, I, I dropped, at that point I was probably 20, 30 pounds, maybe 40. I dropped it all. I was skinnier than my mom. I fit into her clothes better than she did. And I thought, okay, 
you know, I meant I still thought I was fat, you know, and that got reinforced where my mom said, no, now you got to tone, you got to exercise. I'm going, I'm walking four hours a day. So, you know, going to aerobics, you know, but boys didn't radiate to me like they did to her. And I, so I thought something was wrong with me. Well, yeah, because I just didn't get it. I didn't get the love and caring for other people. You know, I thought it was about looks. If, as long as I look good, people will like me. But what ended up happening, um, you know, I, got my, I did get myself a boyfriend, but that relationship was abusive uh, mentally, not physically. And, you know, by the time I got out of that, I was about just under 21, so about 24 years, and um, three, three and a half years. And it was, uh, I kind of realized, I'm going, it's like, I feel like I'm 16 and I need to catch up, you know. So I tried, I was, I was going to therapy, trying to get myself back together. I tried away for about two seconds, you know, a minute, uh, got myself a sponsor. Actually, they volunteered. I didn't do a thing they said. They fired me, and I noped out of there and kept trying to do it on my own. So I said, you know what, I, I, I'm getting this. I'm getting therapy. I'm going to do this on my own. And, in, you know, I was acting out sexually, you know, trying to, in my mind, it's like if, a guy likes me and does that, then I'm worth something. It took me another three years to kind of get out of that cycle um, and get get myself back on track, feeling good about myself. And I got to where I stopped all that. And I started setting boundaries and I started, you know, doing some good things. And I thought, you know, I'm good to go. I, even though I was raised in a family of icks, I didn't drink or use drugs, right? I escaped. Um, I graduated college, got started in my career, met and married a good man. You know, life was looking up. God blessed me, but I took the credit. You know, say, you know, I, I did good here. And this weight still crept up. So about 10 years, my husband and I just kind of, you know, we're moving along. And finally I said, okay, you know, things happened. I said, okay, because I, I, I didn't want kids. And then life happened, and I said, you know what? We're going to have kids. We probably should have some. And he says, I've been waiting for you to change your mind. And I went, okay. We tried, and boom, I got pregnant. And I was in Weight Watchers at the time. And I remember thinking I wasn't happy because I was pregnant. I was happy because I got to legally get out of Weight Watchers and eat for two. And I think that was the time or the point in my life where compulsive eating took over and I succumbed to the disease and my weight just went up from there so I was in my high 280s at that point when I was pregnant um, and so my oldest child is now 21 and a half so that was 21 and a half years ago I, and all that time I learned to shut down my emotions stop crying stop feeling he was diagnosed as um, severely autistic which he wasn't but we needed a therapy and training he is actually very high functioning at this point um, but because of that I just tried 
to overcompensate. I had this idea in my mind that, you know, if I can just, if I can just, if I can just do this, they'll be better. If I can just make it happen, you know, this will, you know, they'll they'll be cured. If I can, you know, if I can just. So, you know, bleh. You know, I was overweight, emotionally scared, weak. I gave away my power, my voice. I, I just tried, and to prove to everyone that I was just fine at my weight, I tried to be superwoman. I worked full time, raised my two kids, took care of my husband. In my 40s, I was involved with the PTA leading committees, volunteered as room mom, mostly out of guilt because I had to work full time and couldn't raise my kids. Taught Sunday school, led the Cub Scouts program. Yeah, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, because. No one else would do it, and it needs to be done. And while a lot of people appreciated what I did, I just never felt like I belonged. Once I came into program, I got in a meeting. We studied the 12 and 12, and there's a story I relate to so well where a woman did everything at her OA meeting, and eventually people stopped coming. I identified with her so much because, she, like her, she didn't see and I didn't see that I was pushing people away when all I really wanted was to have them closer. So what got me here, what got me to reach out, get a sponsor and follow directions was that feeling of being out of control. So I've been losing the same 50 pounds over and over again. Like I said, my highest was you know 382 pounds. My lowest was 311 in the past 21 years. Never was below 300 in the last 20 years. And I, you know, it was between 3.30 and 3.50. My mom, I could no longer pretend I was the, the smallest or, you know, the, the normal. And the, it, yeah. I always tried to say, well, as long as I'm not the biggest person in the room, I'm okay. Well, yeah, that went, came and went. I could no longer pretend I was normal. Um, I was having to take care of my mom. She started having dementia. And the anger and resentment I felt for her, it was just, it was horrible. Um, I kept praying about it, and I was praying in hate and anger, so I didn't have that spiritual connection. And I, but I realized enough that God wasn't going to answer if I was praying that way. But I couldn't get my heart right. I was finally, I was starting to finally get physical uh, challenges due to my weight. Mostly, I was I've been healthy up to about three years ago. Um, with my, and all my numbers started creeping up. So. Uh, I was borderline high on diabetes, cholesterol, blood pressure. I had bone-on-bone -bone arthritis in both hips. And in a span of almost six months, five minutes, yeah, five. Okay, thanks. I, I almost went to where I couldn't walk. I was almost wheelchair-bound. I was in so much pain. And the thought of going back to Weight Watchers just put me in a tailspin. So I finally went back to therapy. And I ended up getting a, a lady who had a bunch of letters after her name. I picked her random. And she happens to be a uh, addiction counselor. And after about you know six minutes of hearing me talk, she said, have you ever considered you might be a compulsive overeater? And I went, well, yeah. <laughs> what else could this be? And uh, so she went, I want you to go to OA. Go to a meeting. It's like, oh, they have Zoom meetings. So it's it's got to be like AA just go. It's like, okay, fine. So I looked one up, ended up going to a Thursday night meeting in Tustin that, you know, just blew my mind. 
these people were happy skinny because I reported back to her. I said, I know what I'm doing there, but I have no idea what these people are doing there. These people, like, they've been in program, you know, 10, 20 years. They're skinny. They're happy. They're serene. I have no idea what they're doing here, but, you know, she says, go back and listen to what they have to say. And I heard it. Get a sponsor. Follow directions. So I decided to sponsor shop. I made a list. had preconceived notions. Called the first guy. And he starts talking about this spiritual program and connection. I'm trying to, like, secretly get the, the, the key, the secret ingredient. Okay, how do you guys eat? I'll just eat that way, and then I don't have to do all the rest of this crap. And, um, yeah, that didn't work. So he asked me the question, are you willing to do whatever it takes without question to overcome this compulsion to food? And I got stunned silent. I knew what he was asking me. And I hadn't asked him to be my sponsor. He just kind of went out, and I was like, oh, crap. And I must have been silent for about 10 minutes. I mean, ums and hold on, let me think. And inside I had that cartoon, you know, the angel on one side, the devil on the other, arguing with me, having this whole spiritual argument over, if you do this, you will never eat chocolate cake again. If you don't do this, you're going to die. I mean, that was the severity of my disease. After about 10 minutes, I said, yes. And at that moment, I had a spiritual cleansing. The compulsion was lifted. It was not taken away. I am still a compulsive overeating eater. But I had surrendered the food in that moment. It was, it, the change in me was sudden, immediate, and wonderful. I could hear my heart. I said I could, when I came into the program, I said I, I can't hear my, my heart because my head's too loud. At that point, a lot of that went away. So what do I do? I do the same thing every day, but, you know, uh, let's see. That was two and a half years ago, actually. To date, I've dropped and released 123 pounds. My blood work is all in the normal range. I'm no longer morbidly obese. Um, my triglycerides went from 112 to 68. Total cholesterol from 240 to 170. My blood pressure went from like 160 over 90 to like 118 over 73 consistently. My LDLs still high, 165 to 110, but that's coming down. My glucose went from 106 to 76. And my BMI went from 51 to 33. These are numbers are not to brag, but just to kind of benchmark because what it is is program. What I do every day is what my sponsor tells me to do. I surrender to my higher power, whom I call God. I read my big book and write every day. I go to four meetings a week, make three outreach calls, receive more. I pray for God to make his will known to me instead of listing my wants. And the miracles have happened. Oh, by the way, my hips at bone and bone, six months in, um, my doctor had told me I needed a gastric bypass, which is kind of what got me here. But um, he wouldn't operate on me until I dropped 90 pounds, to which I gained 20. But six months in, he operated on my right hip, and then a year later, no, six months later, eight months later, he operated on my left. I'm walking now with no pain. And, you know, things are, are just going amazingly. I have days. Life still happens. I have to deal with life on life's terms. But I have a program that I can rely on and do. When I don't do it consistently, I, I do see that you know, problems arise.
but those are problems of my own making. I don't know why it works. I just know it works. Gentle reminder. And I do what my, thank you, and I do my, what my sponsor tells me to do. And that, you know, and spiritual, like I said, spiritually, my connection with God is better than ever. And with, the thing is, with program, everything I do only gives me one more day, and for that day I can maintain absence. I'm grateful for that. And I need to work it so I can get out of it all of its promises. And that's what the program is doing for me and what I got from finding a sponsor and following directions. Thank you for letting me speak.